And this is part two of our little mini-series on Twisted Metal, the car combat game that started out on the PlayStation and is somehow still an ongoing concern, albeit now in weird TV form. Alex, are you excited that we're four days away from the debut of the Twisted Metal TV show as of this recording? I don't know what qualifies as being excited anymore, but I am interested i guess (laughs) that is honestly the right amount of energy to bring towards this because that's about the level of energy i'm bringing towards the twisted metal tv show yeah is uh oh right yeah that's happening oh i don't i don't want this maybe i'll watch it Uh, yeah maybe i can i watch it if you have peacock i don't know if i do if you're like me and you have xfinity you get peacock because they're they're desperate for you to watch that Oh. Is that a damn it of yes, I do? Yeah, I do. But I have just Xfinity internet. Oh, me too, buddy. Okay. Well, damn. I guess I guess I'm I guess I'm doing this. <laughs> oh, look forward to that awful episode of Falling Through Plot Holes. Oh. <laughs> oh well, today we're thankfully not talking about that, Alex. Uh first off uh, to the viewers though, apologies for kind of missing the week. Uh, the the thing that I warned about earlier of like, oh, the, I might need to find a place to live soon. That came to pass. Mm. But good news. I have found the I have found a new place. Yay. So that's good. And just in time for us to talk about a surprising amount of plot in four PlayStation one games about cars running into each other and I'm, shooting each other. I'm still I'm very much looking forward to this episode because I, I have to know what is going on. I always assumed nothing was going on. And really, you would, like, you're going to get to the end of this episode, and you're probably going to have that same opinion, (laughs) but you're going to just be like, wow, that's a a lot of things that happened. Mm. All right, cool. He's a genie, I guess. I don't know. This is going to be a very weird episode in that there's a lot of characters to talk about. There's a lot of, like, weird little intersecting plot lines to talk about Mm -hmm. that also barely intersect. Mm. And it's all essentially to kind of set up the next episode where we like start talking about like Twisted Metal Black and when they go, actually, what if we did have like a solid story? And by solid, I mean like solid as in there's like a story with like a through line. Right. Not solid as in good. Right. So is, this is also going to be a bit of an interesting episode in that I have a lot of clips for you, Alex. Okay. And I normally don't like to do that because obviously being a podcast this is a this is more of an audio experience yeah than a visual experience yeah it's hard for the visuals to read at home but as you'll see from some of these cutscenes, honestly the the video part is uh let's call it unnecessary mm. <laughs> and we'll still do our best to kind of describe them they're not going to be particularly long clips uh, so look forward to that and uh, i'll of course post links to essentially all of these in the show notes. But uh, yeah, let's go ahead and talk about some Twisted Metal. So Alex, the first Twisted Metal 
It takes place on Christmas Eve 2005. Now, we find out that this is a competition that is run by a man who's hidden in an underground stronghold underneath Los Angeles. So, Los Angeles has been apparently the battleground for the Twisted Metal competition for the past 10 years. And what the Twisted Metal competition is, is this mysterious man, a man with a burned face by the name of Calypso, gets a bunch of people together in order to get in cars and shoot each other a bunch, and also kill a bunch of random people. And the winner who is the last person standing will get whatever their heart desires. They get one wish, and it could be literally anything. So, Calypso is a man with long red hair and a burned-off face that you will be seeing very, very soon, and he wears a black suit and tie. Uh, his voice, which uh, the viewers at home will be able to hear, is like a very reverby, like, multi-layered voice that's very, very deep. Like, he's obviously supposed to be like kind of like a demon. Uh-huh. Calypso is less a demon, though, and he's more like a genie. He is capable of performing whatever wish the winner desires, even if it's completely impossible, once again. Uh, and no one knows how he's able to do this, but what we do know is that he's like, goes and gets these combatants personally. He, like, he scouts them out, gets them together, has them do the tournament, and his wishes tend to be, like when he grants them, tend to be very ironic. Mm -hmm. So like, if you want to be like, oh man, I really wish I could fly, he'd be like, cool, man. And then you'll jump off the building and fall to the ground. He's like, I bought you airline tickets, though. <laughs> like, stuff like that. That's literally one of the endings in Twisted Metal 2. Uh-huh. <laughs> it is, weirdly enough, one of my favorite endings, even though it's kind of bad. <laughs> so, once again, his endings tend to be ironic, except for this first game. This first game, he's actually very straightforward. He's like, you like, he like if somebody shows up, it's like, I want a brown paper bag. He's like, all right, cool. Here you go, man. See ya. Like, I want a million dollars. Like, could have wished for a billion, but all right, whatever. <laughs> See you next year, probably. Um, at least that's how it is in the um, in the actual game, when it's just the text crawls that happen afterwards. Mm -hmm. uh, for those of you who did not listen to our previous episode, this game has a bunch of cut uh, endings that were full motion video. Those ones tend to sometimes have a little bit more of like an ironic bent to them. Uh, as we will uh, sort of see here a bit shortly. So basically how the game goes is that you select your character, you beat up a bunch of other cars and blow them up all throughout the greater Los Angeles area, including downtown, the suburbs, what have you. Uh, upon defeating like the rest of the combatants, you're forced to fight the winner of last year's tournament. Uh, this man is named Minion, and he drives an armored APC. Nobody knows who Minion is, but don't worry, we're going to learn about him, and he has a dumb backstory. <laughs> so, upon winning, the combatant goes to meet Calypso in his underground bunker, uh, who is surrounded by two buff shirtless guys with machine guns, and four women in bikinis as he grants whatever wish they desire. So, let's talk about some of these combatants. Uh, this is going to be like kind of the only game where we go through every one of them. Mm -hmm. Mostly because I kind of want to highlight how they're sort of boring they're mm. boring kind of like how um the first like set of mortal Kombat characters is kind of boring yeah of like well it's cool that they're like kind of like like full motion video things going on here but uh yeah you literally just got an extra just kind of put some spandex on them didn't you mm -hmm. i mean that's neat i'm cool that's i'm glad you did that but so some of these people include bruce cochran who drives the pink flowrider thumper He's a former hitman who wants to get his girlfriend back from his mob boss and get revenge. 
Agent Stone, who drives a red sports car, Crimson Fury. He wants to get his hands on a flight recorder that proves aliens exist. Oh, okay. Yeah. This aliens existing in this war well, in this game specifically, mm -hmm. is shared by multiple endings of this, as we'll find out. Huh. Angela Fortin, who drives the Doom Buggy Pit Viper. She's a hitman hired by the citizens of Los Angeles to murder Calypso. She's very <laughs> terrible at her job. <laughs> her ending, like, literally, um, she gets there and she's like, I want a million dollars. Calypso's like, you could have gotten a billion, but whatever, man. And she goes, nah, I just wanted to actually get close to you. And, like, just try to shoot him. And he, like, does, like, an action dive away. <laughs> mm -hmm. And he just, like, gets in the car and just shoots her. He's like, you just, you, you should have announced your intentions beforehand. What are you doing? You're a bad, <laughs> you're a bad hit man. So there's another character, Mr. Ash, a well-dressed man in a suit who is literally Satan. He's, he's just uh, straight up Satan. Uh, okay. Yeah, he enters the contest to get back a demon named Black that Calypso stole from him years ago and is the source of his powers. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, kind of an escalation here, right? You know, you got a guy who's trying to get his girlfriend back from a mob boss, another person who's a hitman. Then there's like aliens, you're like, all right, cool. And then it's like, oh, by the way, Satan's here and he wants this demon back that powers Calypso. I feel like that's a conflict that should be settled like behind the scenes. I, I feel like Satan could just cut the line, mm -hmm. set up a private meeting to deal with that. Why? Why? Yeah, like why? Why do we? Why are we going through this? Why do you have to? Why does Satan have to enter a car competition? You you would think that Satan would have a little bit more like power and agency in this. You would no. think, yeah. Well, you know, I'm getting ahead of myself. In, in Twisted Metal Two, you might find out why Satan decided to go through with this. Okay. Uh, there's Dave and Mike. They drive the monster truck Hammerhead. Uh, they want to get laid. That's it. I mean, honestly, if you're going to have monster truck drivers, sure, that is accurate. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. They're really just, those characters are just, like, literally the um, uh, the characters from Bill and Ted. Okay. They're, they're literally just Bill and Ted. Okay, great. Uh, there's Scott Campbell, the driver of Spectre. He's a ghost man who wants to be revived, and when he's revived, he's immediately killed by Calypso again, who tells him to enter the tournament next year. <laughs> Uh, he was originally killed by an evil clown, by the way. Uh-huh. Yeah. Charlie Kane, a cab driver who wishes to find his son who disappeared 20 years ago. And finally, his actual son, Needles Kane. What? <laughs> the man also known as Sweet Tooth. <laughs> Sweet Tooth. Oh, boy. Yeah, his name's Needles Kane. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, this... All right, th this is this is what we're working with. This is the level we're working from, huh? Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. it is. Yes, it is. Like, that was the one character that I was like, okay, that one makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, it is, it is just a guy. He's just a guy, and he's good at driving cars, and he has mm -hmm. something he wants. So he's yeah. going to enter this competition where he can use his driving skills to try and get the thing that he wants. That mm -hmm. character makes sense. Yeah. And and then freaking Needle <laughs> Sweet Tooth Kane, the killer clown ice cream <laughs> truck driver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's once again, it's like a really funny escalation because all the photos that are like um when you select the drivers and whatnot are just all of like 
clearly developers they drug in there to like put on a suit or whatever mm -hmm. and try to look badass. And but like the Ryu of this game, the game where the where the cursor starts on is on Sweet Tooth, who is a clown, and you're like, all right, great. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so Sweet Tooth is the mascot of the series and sort of the main character, but not really the main character as we're gonna find out. The, the main character is Calypso. He, he's right. it's 100% going to be Calypso. Uh -huh. But he he is a schizophrenic murderous clown who drives an ice cream truck that is also named Sweet Tooth. And his thing in this game is that he really wants to find his friend. To this end, he has kidnapped a woman, tied her to his passenger seat, and enters the tournament to get what he wants. Uh it turns out uh, what he wants is a paper bag that's empty. And a very incredulous Calypso presents him with his with his prize. He's like, you literally could have had anything. What the hell? This is stupid. Fine. Take your bag. I really I'm really upset with you right now. Uh huh. So upon getting the paper bag, he starts to angrily argue with it just long enough to, for the woman in his truck to break free, pull a gun on him, kick him out of his own truck and drive off. <laughs> so you're probably thinking like, wow, OK, that's an interesting start for like kind of like the mascot of this. I wonder how they're going to follow up on this in the later games. And the answer is, uh, we'll get back to you in Twisted Metal 4. OK, because he becomes just a secret character after this. Uh -huh. And he doesn't become plot relevant at all until Twisted Metal. I, I got to be honest about this roster. Mm -hmm. It feels like they came up with Sweet Tooth. Yeah. And then they wanted the devil also. Mm -hmm. And then they wanted hot lady. Mm -hmm. And then they just sort of whatever from there. Yep. Just, we got to fill out the raw. Okay, that's three. We need like eight. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know, man, Bill and Ted, uh, guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Bill and Ted, guy, uh, a soldier, um, another soldier. I actually didn't put in the other soldier dude who's trying to prevent the other soldier from getting the um uh the black box that proves aliens exist i forgot about that sure every scorpion needs his sub-zero i guess pretty much yeah uh yeah ghost mm -hmm. ghost Man. yeah oh oh i also forgot about the cop i literally just there's also <laughs> a cop i sure I, yeah sure. he, he dresses yeah. he, he wants to be in the tournament to stop Clispo from running the Twisted Metal tournament, and he's like the only one who actually gets an ironic ending in this because he gets sent to space instead. Wait, how is that ironic? Oh, because he's like, I want, want you to be away from this world or something like that, or like away from all this violence. And he's like, All right, cool, I'm gonna send you to space. Then and he's like, Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, it's bad. It's bad. It's bad. Oh. Oh, but Alex, there is actually one final character I did not tell you about because I yeah. have a video for you. Oh, good. Oh, boy. Oh, I'm oh, excited. As you should be. All right, do you see a man on a motorcycle? I sure do. I see that man on the motorcycle. So this is a guy by the name of Mr. Grimm. Okay. Congratulations. You have won my contest. Welcome to my home. Greetings, Calypso. As you well know, any prize you request will be yours. I am the winner, and you are my prize. I want your soul. No. Uh-huh. No. Okay. It's not time! 
No! We With made that, a deal! There will be no deal this time. No! It is no time! No! <laughs> I really love Clipso's actor, by the no! way. He's he's great. Every you know what? I'm pretty on board with everything about Calypso. I'm I'm pretty on board with everything about Calypso. That's that's a good, stupid like costume. The actor is mm-hmm. doing work. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so just just straight up Ghost Rider showed up. It was like I'm dragging you to hell now. Yeah, he he's the Grim Reaper, which yeah. is why he's called Mister Grim. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, which which yeah, I guess that is Ghost Rider. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He uh, he is just there to basically just take him away and like. The reason why I showed his ending off is because usually it's just Calypso just sitting in his chair, just kind of like being like, you've won my prize. And then like dude sitting in the car being like, I want my ironic prize. And he's like, you shall have it. He's like, oh, cool. Woman got out of my car or something. I don't know. Right. Like they're actually like shockingly boring. Uh huh. But except for except for this one and whoever the idiot was that had the uh mr ash there we go mm-hmm. the one with the uh, black the demon because <laughs> black the demon is like really 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 good uh since he heck, heck do you want to see black the demon yes yeah, yeah let's see black the demon i don't understand it's not your place to understand <laughs> and even though you'll never admit it there are many things you will never fully understand <laughs> and you black I granted you more power than I gave any other <laughs> demon, and you left. You left me. Just the puppet they put in the background. <laughs> That's a full just coffee ca- can, by the way. No! Yeah. No! Yeah, that makes sense. Where are you going? No! <laughs> what are you doing with Black? Ah! What? It's just this puppet spinning around on the gyroscope. Mm-hmm. Let's go, Black. The fires of hell need fuel. I don't know what any of this meant. Calypso's coming across as real stooge right now, I gotta say. <laughs> he is. He does, doesn't he? He's just like he's just a, he's just a dude who stole a demon, and he's like, "Ah, I'm gonna use this demon to grant ironic wishes." Mm-hmm. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> and then, unsurprisingly, Satan and and the Grim Reaper show up, and like, "No, you can't do that, dude." Yeah, it's like, what, what, what is it? What are you doing? And then he just whines like a little baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't get used to this side of Calypso. Calypso uh, is definitely going to become like you know, grand puppet master after this. Mm-hmm. So like this incredibly brief moment of him getting an actual come up into, and like also just being weirdly petulant is just it's just simply not going to last. They're gonna mm-hmm. they're gonna try too hard of Calypso, and and it's too bad. Really, it's too bad. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's Twisted Metal one. And, you know, if that was it, that would just be kind of a funny little episode and we would be done incredibly early. Yes. Given that we're only 20 minutes in. <laughs> but of course, Alex, we still got three more games to talk about because this was an incredible success. So the very next year, we got Twisted Metal 2, which coincidentally in the timeline takes place one year later on Christmas Eve 2006. And Alex, 
I think we should uh, let uh, Calypso himself kind of explain what uh, what this game's premise is. Okay. Oh, they're busting out the CGI. That this game really was successful. No, they, this is not CGI. Oh, wait. Exactly this is animated ago, comic book. My twisted metal contest destroyed the oh city of angels. Oh my god. Down below, life has come to a halt as survivors struggle to stay alive. Calypso! <laughs> I love this guy. Calypso, what have you done? What have you done? With the city awash in flame, nothing left to destroy. I face a dilemma. Where will this year's twisted metal contest take place? 14 of the world's best combat drivers have already been chosen, ready to battle to the death in hopes of becoming the victor and claiming whatever prize their brave hearts desire. But where will the contest be held? Oh, the world will be my battleground. Paris, <laughs> Hong Kong, even Antarctica. There will be no safe zones this year, no places to hide. In the next 24 hours, the entire world will know my name. They will see my beautiful work of art firsthand. No one will be safe. I promise you that. Good luck, driver. <laughs> the fire ice is so good. To twisted metal. <laughs> so, I, go ahead. Okay, so clearly the last uh, combat car contest between eight people completely devastated all of los angeles because mm -hmm. you can just do that with eight people driving around with machine guns i guess mm -hmm. but hey he's got 14 people now so now it's just worldwide mayhem all those 14 people destroying the world <laughs> yeah this game, like, you know, all video games really, like, require mm -hmm. you to suspend disbelief probably well beyond what people should have to. Mm -hmm. Twisted Metal is just like, nah, these 14 people are going to just fuck this world up, man, and nobody's <laughs> going to be able to stop them. This dude put a machine gun on his lowrider. We, no, we have no counter. We have nope. no counter. Like, you know, let's see. Mm, should I make that joke? <laughs> mm. i should not make that joke anyways <laughs> anyways <laughs> anyways yeah it, they're somehow magically unstoppable and for so for the people at home this this was clearly developed in a year and he obviously had a lot of pressure to get this game out the cutscenes are a there's something you don't really see nowadays but they were mm. very common in the playstation era of like okay we have to we can have the ability to do like voices on here which that's easy to do but it's harder to do like actual motion graphics right so what if we just had a dude draw a bunch of comic book panels and then have them vaguely anime yeah just move the pieces around yeah yeah this guy who's like wincing in pain we're just gonna kind of shake him up and down on the screen to give him an, this idea that he's moving Mm -hmm. <laughs> while stock fo like stock footage of like explosions happen in the background it's great uh what's also great in that is that we find out that calypso has a new headquarters which is a giant blimp that constantly yeah. says calypso ruler of the earth which is <laughs> rad i love i love his battle blimp so much another thing is that his burnt face is uh considerably less burnt like it still is yeah. but uh you have to kind of like squint to see it and mm -hmm. um by the next game that's going to be gone they're going to they're going to be like, what if we just made Calypso hot? Which I'm like, no, he has to be a meat face. Yeah, meat he absolutely should be. 
meat face Calypso from the first game is the best. They're cowards. So yeah, now we're traveling all over the world. We're going to Los Angeles, Moscow, the Amazon, the, the lava-filled Amazon, to be specific. Ah, of uh, course. A random field in Holland. And I guess Calypso's doing, watching all this from his sweet-ass blimp. Uh, he's, once again, a much bigger dick in this game, because mm. now any wish he grants is going to be heavily ironic. Uh, we're going to go over some of these here in a second. Uh, just like the previous game, the drivers all compete in the Twisted Metal contest in order to get the chance to win the wishes of their dreams. Uh, you fight two bosses in this game. First, you fight Minion and his dumb APC in the Amazon after he rises out of the lava and yells, I must win! Clipso and I have a score to settle! Which is like, weren't you the winner of the previous couple of like Twisted Metal competitions? Why didn't you get your revenge then? Um, and then you presumably kill the other boss right. is Charlie Kane from the previous game, driving an ice cream truck called the Dark Tooth. What? <laughs> yeah, it's just Sweet Tooth's ice cream truck, but black. Uh, uh, right, uh, mm. Yeah, he's trying to get revenge for his son Sweet Tooth's death. Oh, Sweet Tooth's dead, by the way. Oh, did the bag do it? Probably. Probably the bag. Darn. Yeah. Uh, you'll be unsurprised to learn they just sort of ignore this past this game. Yeah. Also, you can select Sweet, sweet Tooth in the game using Kachikos, and he has an ending, so I don't know. It, it's like Mortal Kombat in that people die, but not really. Right. Yeah. That's really weird that he has an ending, but he's locked behind a cheat code. Yeah. Yeah, like both him and Minion are behind cheat codes and they both have endings. That's weird. I guess it's good attention to detail, but like, I don't know. Why wouldn't you just unlock them when you beat the game or something? Yeah, you'd think so, but nope. Button codes. All right. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you go through all that and then you get to the skyscrapers of New York and you meet up with Calypso and you get your dumb wish. So... For the previous game, the drivers outside of Sweet Tooth weren't exactly the most interesting characters out there. Mm -hmm. Alex, thankfully, Twisted Metal 2 decides to go decides to go with like more of the cartoon character route for all the characters. Okay, makes which, sense. Yeah, which means they're all one note, but they're at least like very interestingly one note. Right. So we're not going to go over every single like new character, but I'm going to highlight a few notable ones. There's Captain Jamie Roberts, a cop who is the new driver of the cop car outlaw. Since the previous outlaw is in space. So right. it turns out um, Jamie's brother was the original driver of outlaw. And so when she gets to Calypso, she's like, she wants to stop Calypso. But first she's like, I want to see, I want to see my brother again. And Calypso's like, ha, okay, sure, man. Her ending's fun because she's like, wait, no, wait, that's not what I meant. <laughs> and then she ends up in space with him. But the good news, though, is that first off, cop cars can survive the vacuum of space. Okay, good to know. <laughs> Two, I guess the previous driver had a lot of food up there because he's been up there for a year and he's fine. And three, Jamie realized that Calypso was going to do this and she has turned her car to a spaceship. <laughs> so they fly back to the planet. <laughs> sure. It's really dumb. Sure. That might as well happen. Mm hmm. It might as well. So. There's also Amanda Watts. She's a driver for the race car Twister and wants to be the fastest woman alive. Clipso gives her the ability to travel so fast that she goes back in time to the age of the dinosaurs when her car breaks down and she's stepped on by a T-Rex. But the next two I really want to highlight by actually like showing you the endings. 
Okay. And uh, because they need to be experienced, and we'll describe them for uh, describe them for the people afterwards. All right. So the first person I want to show off is Axel. Axel is fantastic. Axel stood before me and asked me for the one prize he wanted more than anything. Okay. The to face his father, who had bound him in this hellish contraption over 30 oh years ago. Oh my god. Okay, so, so Axel's car is himself in a torture machine of wheels. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Oh, it is absolutely great. I absolutely love Axel. He's on the front cover, by the way. Hmm, that, that makes sense. And he should be, because... He is great. <laughs> Why have you come back? I thought I'd gotten rid of you. Father, please, release me. You were always too slow, too damn stupid, and you still are. Gonna take ten more years on the wheels to set you right. You on the wheels? No, father, I've learned my lesson. Let me show you what I've learned. Oh my god. Oh no. no my um. <laughs> I okay. am a free man. And you are no longer my father. Axel disappeared into the Kansas fields. To this day, he has yet to be seen. I am Calypso, and I thank you for playing <laughs> Twisted Metal. All right, Calypso. Um, that ending is so good. It's metal as hell, Axel, yep. buddy. I feel like you could have just asked somebody to, like, surgically remove you from the car, the wheel device. Yeah, you, you, you think they could have, but no, apparently not. Um, um, I, yeah, I guess just ripping your arms free of the metal sockets is also mm -hmm. fine yeah yeah I, I guess i should describe that he basically goes home to his his childhood home in kansas his dad tells him hey no son i'm not gonna let you out you're dumb you need to stay in the wheel and so axel goes oh yeah <laughs> what if i just ripped myself out of the machine how's that sound got no arms but i'm free and then just walks off in many ways actually uh this actually is not an ironic ending from Calypso. No, no, it's very much, yeah, he got the strength to, I guess, like, the most ironic thing is he wished for the strength to face his father, mm -hmm. like, and you assume that's, like, strength of spirit, but actually he he got the physical strength to tear his arms off and free himself from the mm -hmm. wheel. Yeah. But, that he, yeah, that's about it. That's about it, but yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a good ending. Which is good, because Axel's probably the best character in this game, which, mm. granted... Low, low bar. bar, but we'll take it. So this next ending I want to show you is wild. This is Grasshopper. <laughs> Daddy? It's me, Krista! I'm back! Krista, I thought you okay. had died. I thought... <laughs> In the car crash that almost killed me. You're alive. <laughs> Alright, so this is Calypso's daughter. Yep. Property Who of the LAPD. Is I'm a sorry, robot. father. <laughs> they rebuilt me after the accident. They knew the I could get close enough to by the LAPD. They want to put a stop to all the yeah. violence you <laughs> 
The LAPD thanks you for putting an end to the twist to Twisted Metal. You have won. Okay, so that ending was Grasshopper turned out to be Calypso's daughter, who he thought had died in a car crash that disfigured him. Mm -hmm. uh, it turns out she did, but the LAPD put her back together and put a bomb in her head and sent her to kill Calypso. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> sure. Yeah. This is insane. It's so good. Yeah, it is. It, it might be the most ridiculous ending of the entire game. Yeah, yeah, I would I would say it's probably so. Yeah, and so to give a little bit more background information, Krista Sparks is a 15-year-old uh, girl who, with a blonde bob haircut who drives a vehicle Grasshopper. And uh, once again, her big thing in the game, like description, is that uh, she wants to win a tournament so she can use her wish to find her father, who's been missing for 10 years. And well, <laughs> I guess she did. Yep, guess so. Yeah, um, don't know how the LAPD learned how to make cyborgs, but sure, whatever, man. But anyways, this ending is out of left field, right? Mm -hmm. and, and like, it's obviously comical, like we, we they had a very hearty laugh about this, but they at least intend to have like some like pathos for like Calypso there. Like, mm -hmm. you know, it's not him just being like a cackling madman. He's like, oh, it's my daughter. I'm happy to see her. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it, it's it's interesting. It's interesting. And you, you might feel like, boy, I wish I had some more information about that. Wish I could learn more about. I don't. Uh, I, I don't. I don't. Close's daughter. Maybe his backstory? Alex, nope, you want to I, learn about Close's no, backstory? No, I don't. I really, I think I got everything I need out of that one little clip right there. I think I'm I'm good. Well, don't worry. I think Sony not only thinks you want to learn more, but also thinks you don't want to learn more oh. at the same time. Uh-huh. That sounds exhausting. It really does. <laughs> and it was I was very exhausted to learn that. Uh, did you know that there's a Twisted Metal 2 comic book? I mean, I didn't know that, but it also surprises me not at all. I'm like, yeah... Yeah, of well, course there is. Okay, well, would it surprise you to know that the only way to get this comic book is if you won a contest from Sony's tri Tips and Tricks hotline back in 1996, and they only made 100 of these copies and only 50 people won them? It is maybe one of the rarest pieces of not only video game multimedia ever made, but maybe one of the rarest comics to ever exist? You know, it's like, it's like, boy, everyone really liked that time that Nintendo made that comic about Samus's backstory. Mm-hmm. And, like, what, what, they put it in with Nintendo Power or something? I forget the exact details, but it was Yeah, like, Nintendo Power. Yeah, so it's, like, it's kind of hard to get, but, I mean, you, you can get it if you, if you know where it is, you know where to look. Uh, mm -hmm. What if we made that real stupid? Yeah, what if we made it so that you had to, like, I guess, call into your tips and tricks hotline and, like, I guess, magically win and get this, like... 16 page comic book that is the most edgy try hard shit i have ever read like yeah and the idea that they're like so this was a collaboration with dc comics first off so you okay. figure dc comics would like release as a one shot nope <laughs> it's just like we're just gonna make 100 of these 50 are gonna go out and i guess the rest are gonna be mulched or something like that nobody knows what happened to them uh this, so yeah this sounds like an absolute disaster <laughs> It might as well have been, because... Like, 
Okay, so I'm I'm hearing about this and I'm I'm turning it over in my head and I'm going, I don't think this was the original plan. No? Yeah, you know what? Maybe not. I, I could see that. I could I, see that. I feel like plan A was alright, people are gonna be super into Calypso and wanna know all about his dark origin story. So we're gonna partner up with DC Comics. Mm-hmm. I assume, which was under Warner Brothers' label at this time, I believe. I think you'd be correct, yes. And we're going to have this amazing partnership to tell this fascinating story. And I don't know if it's more likely that DC, Warner Brothers, or Sony screwed up. Mm -hmm. Honestly, all those are plausible. But I believe someone screwed up and backed out, and they were left with, like, 50 copies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because this seems like such a weird thing to do, right? Uh-huh. Like, to have, like, the major backstory for the honest-to-God honest main character of this series. Right. And just be like, we're gonna call into the Tips and Tricks hotline on a random day, and maybe you'll get one. Like, really? That's... Like, I thought the Halo novels were stupid. This is somehow dumber. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It is such a weird thing. So this was written by uh, Jamie Delano. Uh, he is a DC Comics writer who is best known for the Hellblazer series by this point. Okay, that and, makes sense. Yeah, and he had just got done with the Batman slash Man Bat one shot called uh, Batman slash Man Bat. Okay. It's a 16-page comic book that depicts uh, Calypso's life up to the Twisted Metal Tournament. And it's an amazing comic because it's bad in all the ways you could ever want a comic to be. So, I'm gonna... I am just gonna send you a few images in Discord, Alex. Oh boy, I hope this is fundamentally almost impossible to follow visually. You know, I'm actually gonna say that it's actually very visually coherent. Damn it. I'm disappointed. And it's still funny. Okay. There's there's still going to be a couple of funny things in here. So, um, really, there's just like two things. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like not the most outlandish thing, but like I I mostly just wanted to include it because of the the protesters in like literally the first page mm-hmm. of the comic, who I are presumably protesting just cars in general. Right. Yeah, they appear to just be protesting the excessive usage of cars in los angeles which i mean fair yeah oh this this is oh this is actually very relevant to the story that's actually in new york okay well (laughs) then i don't i don't know like also fair but also no yeah what what do you what i mean i I just like it's like the signs are like cars out of the city Mm. now let our children breathe and my favorite god gave you legs use them Uh uh-huh uh, while, all while the Twisted Metal combatants are in the background basically blowing things up, including, well, them. Right. So, this comic is amazingly edgy and tryhard. So, mm-hmm. it opens up in New York City as competitors battle it out in the middle of a pack of protesters that we just described. Once again, unknown if the protest involves the Twisted Metal contest in any way, or if they just really hate cars. Mm-hmm. Hard to say. With all, while the, all this is happening, a news report tr- like tries to figure out why Calypso would sponsor such a horrible tournament. And Calypso, listening in on the broadcast in his blimp, goes, They're wrong! I'm going to grab this random doll off this pile of scrap that is just in my blimp for some reason? And I'm going to start talking to this doll 
as I refer to as my little sister, as I recount my childhood to it. So, Alex, young Calypso is an animal-abusing weirdo who likes to play with roadkill. Sure. One day, he saw a very much alive snake on the ground, and he was like, what if I ran over the snake with my parents' sedan? So, he jumped into the family sedan and backed up over it. Bad news, though, his sister was behind it, and she was run over and killed. Anyways, his parents didn't seem to be too bothered about this, and forced Calypso to clean up the bloodstain overnight. During which, Calypso finds his sister's now broken doll and starts to associate it with his sister, promising to one day find his way to her in hell. So they're already trying very hard here in a way that's like, you can dial it back. Yeah. You want it to be edgy. Oh man, yeah, he ran over his like 10-year-old sister. Wow, man, that's real edgy. He plays with roadkill, ah. So... Regardless, two years later, Calypso and his family go to visit his sister's grave when he decides to kill his father while he's driving, causing a giant accident, killing his mom and six other people, except himself. Calypso's a little disappointed he didn't die, something that's going to be a reoccurring pattern in his life. (laughs) I mean, I feel like he keeps using fairly indirect, unreliable methods, so... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's... Yeah, far be it for me to judge him, but yeah, it, it seems like it seems like he's not really trying that well, you know? Is 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 every suicide attempt vehicle related? Yen- yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. I get it. Yeah. I, so I now, get it. So now a 14-year-old Calypso decides he needs a job. And after hitchhiking, hiking with a truck driver named Al, he gets a job with Al's Weird Destruction Derby team, fixing up the cars. It's here that Calypso, which Calypso's not his real name, by the way, gets his name in the weirdest way possible. One day, Calypso's fixing up the cars in a way that sounds weird to Al. He's like banging on the metal and it's making a weird sound. So Al comes out of his truck with a gun, tells Calypso to quit with that fancy Caribbean steel band stuff, you bash that metal in American. This what? is a direct quote. And then he shoots Calypso in the arm, telling him, no more damn Calypso, you hear? I had to reread this multiple times because I did not. Under- what? What? Is he actually playing like steel drum music? Is he? I don't get it. What? <laughs> this also feels like an escalation. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So good news, though. Al feels bad about this, Alex. Oh, oh, does he? (laughs) Yeah. So the next day, he promotes him to a driver, and Calypso competes in destruction derbies for the next 20 years and becomes famous on the circuit, mostly because his performances always end with a bunch of spectators dying. Like, literally, one of the panels is his car crashing into a bunch of spectators. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, pancake style somehow? Like, he just gets airborne? And he, like, walks away, and people are throwing apple cores at him. He's like, ha-ha-ha, I killed a bunch of people. Yeah, he, he somehow is never arrested for any of that. Uh, yeah, I feel like he would at least be, like, barred from the circuit for that, not... Yeah, you think he'd get fired, but no. Okay. So, during his time, he gets married, cheats on his wife constantly, and has okay. a daughter, Krista Sparks. Now, one day, after Calypso's wife catches him cheating on her with all the women... <laughs> the panel literally has like four women in there it's like that's excessive uh yeah she dies when a car wheel pops off of uh calypso's car while in the instruction derby and she's like in the stands whatnot Mm -hmm. and 
it pops off in a way I don't think physics would allow, but mm. it flies into stands and Kays are headed and she dies. Okay. So now it's just Calypso and a 15-year-old Krista, whose life is basically just driving Calypso to various destruction derby events on, like, half an hour sleep and whatnot, like, literally. Mm-hmm. So Calypso's life at this point is spiraling to the point that the ghost of his wife shows up and tells him he should be in hell. Calypso agrees and drives his wall into his car, his wall into a car, his car into a wall at high speeds uh, while Krista's in the car, killing them both. Yay. Yay. Okay. So Calypso awakens in hell in his car alone by himself and quickly goes, yes, hell, great. Until a giant demon man in APC rolls up on him and tells him he's going to torture him for eternity, which causes, causes Calypso to go, oh, well, hell actually sucks. Which is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this Th- demon is this minion. is the experience that this is the experience that's advertised. Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't know what you were expecting. Different. I, I think actually he was literally expecting to find his sister and go on a road trip through hell. Actually, okay. I think it's literally one of the panels. But right. Yeah. So this demon is minion. This is this is uh-huh. minion's origin. He's right. basically gonna get into a big car race with Clipso, and if Clipso loses, he's gonna be tortured for eternity. But Calypso manages to lose him in a way that impresses literally all of hell. So Calypso is so cool at this point that Satan himself shows up and tells Calypso he's awesome. So Alex, it Uh turns out Satan is really into racing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, remember back earlier, you're like, man, why would he like allow Calypso to do all this stuff? That's just kind of weird. This is why. Hmm. Because he's like, I'm really into racing. But the problem is, it's all the good racers stay alive, while only the bad racers die and end up in hell. So what if I give you, Calypso, magic powers and revive him, so you could start the Twisted Metal Tournament with the goal of getting a bunch of people killed, so Satan could have cool competitions and such. The comic ends with the Twin Towers being destroyed. Banned. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Amazingly bad. Wow. Yeah. Uh, mm, oh boy. That. Oh. Oh boy. The nineties sure were a time for comic books. Oh, they. It is the most image comics Todd McFarlane thing they possibly oh, could have done. Boy. And it's as bad as you could possibly imagine it. It's. It's amazing, Alex. It's amazing. Uh, by the way, they're going to completely ignore this backstory for Clipso for going going forward past this point. Probably, probably for the best, yeah. Probably for the best, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so my headcanon for how we ended up with, like, the weird-ass distribution system for this comics mm-hmm. is that uh, Sony basically partnered with Warner Brothers to make mm-hmm. this comic, or with DC, and uh, they made it, and then DC looked at it and said, nah, this isn't, this isn't going to get seen. Oh, actually, our writers are shit. Jeez, yeah, yeah no, uh, this, this is not. No, our name. No one's going to see this with our name on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Sony already somehow managed to get fifty of them. So they said, "Okay, here's a really funny joke. We are going to randomly pick pick fifty of the people who call our tips and tricks hotline, and we will." Tell them that they have won a contest and send them this prize, and mm-hmm. then they. Can presu- presumably they are fans of Twisted Metal, mm-hmm. and 
they will get to read this comic book. Only them. They'll be the only ones. And then they will tell their friends about it. And their friends will tell them that they're liars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that is the stupidest thing they've ever heard. No <laughs> one would write that. No They're one lying. Would... <laughs> this comic about a man trying his best to commit suicide and constantly failing until he does and then Satan goes, actually, you're cool. What if you made a car competition? Yeah, yeah. Th- th- you know what? That makes sense to me, Alex. <laughs> I'm going to buy that. Bad news for Sony. People have scanners. Damn it. Uh, damn it indeed. Oh, well, Alex, good news, though. Mm. The next game is going to be they're going to go with a different tone at the very least. OK, and that's mostly because at this point, uh, what Seagull Track is going to stop developing these games. Right. And David Jaffe is not going to be a director anymore. And instead, Sony's in-house stu- studio, 989 Studios, is going to be the ones taking over. And they're going to have some ideas of what direction they're going to want to take the next few games in. Oh, boy. And- Alex, that direction is um, it's going to involve a lot of Rob Zombie. Okay, honestly, I understand that decision. I do too, yeah. I'm not necessarily endorsing it, but I understand where they're coming from. Rob Zombie was all over video games in the late 90s, early 2000s. Really, really was. And in some of the randomest places too, like Jet Grind Radio. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it makes sense this happened, but also... Huh, okay. Well, that's a choice. Sure. So let's talk about Twisted Metal 3. Twisted Metal 3 takes place two years after Twisted Metal 2, unless you play as certain characters in the game, in which case it takes place five years afterwards. This is not because there's like a stagger timeline or anything like that. It's called They Forgot how, uh, when the game was supposed to take place. Like, right. Literally. So Eclipse was back with his, his cool blimp uh, mm-hmm. with another tournament, and... Now he's like, all right, cool. Well, we're still going to fight all over the world. Let's go ahead and do this. This is going to be cool. Now, uh, because 989 took over, once again, uh, this game ended up being quite odd. Uh, the gameplay mm-hmm. is like much worse, but the overall tone is going to be more um, juvenile, if you mm. can believe it. And I, I mean that in the sense that the humor is like less edgy. It's just more straightforward. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to use this by I'm going to demonstrate this by using two reoccurring characters. So let's look at Axel, everyone's favorite tortured man fused into a weird vehicle, Mm -hmm. hoping one day to get revenge on his father. So in Twisted Metal 2, his description is uh, his description is like in game is like for 20 years, I've been stuck in this hellish contraption, hiding and waiting for the day when I would be brave enough to fight back. If I win, I'm confronting the man who did this to me. I promise you, I won't be a freak forever. So that was his description in Twisted Metal 2. Mm-hmm. In Twisted Metal 3, it's Axel has lived a tormented life filled with daily retread. He has tires, you see. All right. And challenging trips to the bathroom. That is indeed an attempt at a joke right there. You made an attempt at a joke. You kind of failed, but you made an attempt. <laughs> Good job. For the other character, let's talk about Sweet Tooth. So, in the previous game, uh, Sweet Tooth's ending involves him wishing to be turned into a murderous bug who spends his days happily killing ladybugs before moving on to people. This game, he wants to eat all the ice cream and candy he wants. And Calispo's I- ironic twist on this wish is that he has to get a root canal. 
Like, what are, what are they doing? What are they doing, Alex? Exactly. I, I, like. Okay, so Sweet Tooth is just actually stupid. Like, hmm. like, they weren't given any notes on this character. They were just given a picture of a fire clown. Mm-hmm. And we're like, I don't know, what do you think this is? Oh, he seems like a clown. Clowns like kid stuff, right? They like candy. Maybe um, you should really want candy. Axel's just comes off as, like, completely ignoring anyone who cares about this, what they already like about it. Mm-hmm. And just being like, what if, what if we made a pee joke? Yeah, what if we did that? That'd be cool, right? Yeah, it's... It's really, really dumb. It's really dumb. And a lot of the ironic twist endings in this game are incredibly dumb. Mm-hmm. Like Outlaw's ending, which is now both the cops from the previous games just hanging out. Sure. They want the world to become peaceful. And the twist is that, okay, the world's now peaceful, but cops are bored and out of a job. Just like, all right, cool. That okay. sounds great. Yeah. yeah. Get, How get ironic. It. Wow. Get a yeah. new job, I guess. If there's criminals, I can't. Ar- if there's no criminals, I can't arrest anybody. Yeah, that's that's the thing that you wanted. Yeah, that's exactly what you wanted. I, I guess that is ironic, but you know, it's, it's it is also yeah. Yeah, like the very simple <laughs> thing of like, I want to see my brother. Okay, you're going to space. Like that works as an ironic ending. This went yeah. out so much. So the new characters in this game really mashes energy, by the way. Mm, good. Oh, good. Oh, boy. We got new characters such as Buster Cobb, who's an enraged construction worker who's angry that twisted metal combatants keep up ter- keep tearing up the roads. Uh, his wish is for some reason to, for everyone to see his inner child, so Calypso makes him a baby. What? Yeah, he make they make he makes him a baby. Shouldn't this he is- wish for indestructible roads or something? Yeah, I think so, but nah, they just kind of forgot about that part of his backstory, I guess. Okay, he has one sentence of backstory. I think it would be easy to remember. You would think so, but apparently not. Oh, it, it gets better. Uh, there's Club Kid, a guy who likes to party, who upon winning wishes for a party that never stops. So Calypso sends him to a rave near the Arctic Circle and he turns into an ice cube. What? <laughs> yeah, he's like, literally party's like, man, this is great. Oh, no, it's cold. And he turns into an ice cube. Okay. There's, yeah, it's bad. You could put on a, a coat or jacket. You could, but nah. There's a Damien Coles, a guy who just wants to have a barbecue with his friends. So Calypso grants his wish, and he ends up being the main course, which sounds a lot more horrifying than it actually is. He just gets tied to a spit and spun around a fire, and he goes, oh, this sucks. Uh, there's also Granny Dredge, who just wants to watch TV all day, so she's forced to watch TV all day. Okay. Once again, that sounds like what she wants. It? Exactly. But for uh, the ending, I actually want to show you. I'm going to show you Flower Power's ending. So Flower Power is a woman who's really into recycling and saving the planet. So here is her ending. Oh, they should go back to the motion comics. They really should. Your wish is for the world to be covered in flowers. Your wish is granted. (laughs) What? I pick my favorites. Aren't they beautiful? I am Calypso, and I- Uh, so, boy, oh boy, I- 
it's almost hard to describe because there's very little to actually describe there. So they've gotten the 3D models now. Uh, and they are... It'd be charitable to say they've been animated. And basically for Flower Power, uh, Flower Power is a blonde woman uh, wearing like a black leather jacket. Uh, basically, when her ironic wish is granted, she screams, but her face doesn't actually contort until about five seconds into her scream. Mm-hmm. And then we are seen, she is seen in the hands of like a Venus flytrap as her face is just stone cold. And she's like basically like bounced around and whatnot while she basically screams for help. It's all of them are like that. Every single one of them are like, are just like, like that. In, mm-hmm. yep. Yeah, it's, it is the absolute worst. It is the absolute worst. Yeah, it's, um, this is like would be the point where I'd actually have a way to like wrap this up, but I, I don't because it turns out um, one people have a lot of questions about whether or not this game's actually canon, because <laughs> partially because fans hate it and partially right. because Twisted Metal Four ignores this game. Uh, yeah. Uh, also, all the continuity errors that are just in the game itself, and uh, so people just don't really talk about this one. So let's move on to Twisted Metal Four. <laughs> yeah, let's let's do that because oh boy. Hmm. Uh, Twisted Metal 4 is... Twisted Metal 4 is the game where they remember that Sweet Tooth is supposed to be the main character. I don't know if that's better or worse. It is gonna be worse. Damn it. So, Twisted Metal 4 opens up with an old-timey movie as we learned that there was a traveling carnival that would travel from town to town. I, I guess I didn't have to really say that if it was a traveling carnival. No, it was whatever. yeah. Oh, okay, very good, very good. Uh, and they put on destruction derbies that would you know, be very destructive, but were very popular. And if you won it, you got any wish you want. Wait, wait, what? If you won it, this was a volunteer entry, public entry destruction derby? Seems to be, yeah. In a circus? Yep. The circus came to town and set up uh, anyone can enter destruction derby. Yeah, yeah. To grant, to, to grant a wish. Here's our murder destruction derby. Guess what? Coming to to Oakland this weekend. We got that one carnival ride that's sort of like a roller coaster, but it's not. The other one, the other ride that gets you sick, and also this destruction derby where you will probably die if you're in the vicinity of it. That's uh, that's basically what uh, what uh, spoilers Calypso's been doing, I guess. I yeah, I guess, but he he just sort of like showed up with some psychopaths and was like okay go this is like a circus yeah like yeah. It, i i presume it shows up in like a caravan or a train and sets up a tent it shows up in a mad max ca- caravan to be specific okay. yes yeah they literally like roll up into like an old western town because i guess this is an incredibly old thing they've been doing okay yeah it's it's wild they just just kind of do this so, this carnival, once again, is run by Calypso, and one day it passed through a town where an impressionable young boy saw the violence this carnival produced and decided, that's cool, I'm going to dress up as a clown and win that contest one day. So he ran away from his home, joined a tournament, became very successful at killing people, and eventually won the tournament. And of course, this man was Sweet Tooth. So, his wish was to become the star of Twisted Metal. And Eclipse was like, cool, sure, man. So he became the star of Twisted Metal. You know, he got a flaming head, 
became a demonic looking clown. It's great. Now, he kept competing and kept winning, and eventually he's like, you know, what if instead of just participating in a tournament, what if I raised a clown army, stole Calypso's soul ring that grants him his powers, and just take over the tournament for myself? That'd be cool, right? I mean, sure, I guess that's apparently a thing you can do. Apparently that's a thing you can do, and he did it. So... Twisted Metal 4's general aesthetic is basically, boy, carnivals and clowns are scary, aren't they? <laughs> and with Sweet Tooth in charge, uh, he's going to do his best to uh, not really be able to prove that. Because honestly, the, the, the visual style is trying to go for that, but the actual mm -hmm. tone of the endings and characters are firmly Twisted Metal 3. Okay, that's unfortunate. It is, yeah. Yeah, you would think with Sweet Tooth in charge, there would be like some like large sea change in this twisted middle of the universe, and you would be completely wrong. Uh-huh. So, once again, there's a bunch of riders who are, or drivers trying to compete to get any wish they desire. A wish that, of course, is going to have an ironic bend to it. Mm -hmm. uh, but what's interesting about this game is that both of the drivers are actually brand new. Hmm. And they're also all uniquely terrible. So, there's literally like 14 drivers in here. Once again, we are not going to go over all of them. So I'm just mm -hmm. going to go over the worst ones. So some of these characters are characters like Microblast. Uh, Microblast <laughs> okay. is... Okay. He's a leprechaun, Alex. Why? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Leprechauns are... Short people are funny, right? They're funny. Let's, let's make a bunch of short jokes when he wins, right? There we go. Oh, God. Freaking... Hey, Leprechaun's popular, right? That's a scary movie. Mm-hmm, yeah. Okay, what other freaking scary movies we got in here? Oh, it's gonna be good. Uh, oh, by the way, his wish is to become tall, so he gets turned to a statue. Uh, what? The... Yeah. Okay, sure. So, the other another character is Meter Maid, who is a Meter Maid, who wants to find Sweet Tooth. And make him take 10 minutes of driver's ed. Because she just really likes ruining people's day by writing tickets. That's literally a description. Uh, she succeeds in this and actually does get him into driver's ed. So I, I guess she gets her wish. Okay. I'm not going to question that one. Are you going to question Trash Man? A man who wants the world to be filled with trash? The <laughs> That's his name. That's his name. That is his character. And that is his ending. <laughs> like... Are they trying? I don't think they are, man. I really don't think they are. Why Why wouldn't they just reuse characters at this point? Why wouldn't they? Right? We've built up this cast of characters that, like, you know, people really like and identify with. What if we go the Street Fighter 3 route, though, and just not include any of them? Only without the being a good game like Street Fighter right. 3 was. Yeah, that Street Fighter 3's new characters were also fun. Yeah, they, they really were. These are just bad. These are just bad. Oh, it, it keeps getting worse, though. Of course it does. There's the Jones, a obnoxious uh, white suburban family who wants an RV. And their ending involves them going on a road trip with Sweet Tooth, who eventually drives them all off the cliff after he drives them nuts. After he drives them nuts? The Jones drives Sweet Tooth nuts. Okay, good. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. actually yeah, it's not they, bad. That ending's actually all right. Yeah, because they're yeah. singing um, a thousand bottles of beer on the wall, and eventually he's just like, man, fuck this. <laughs> yeah, fair. Okay. Uh, uh, there's also Drag Queen. 
His oh, description boy. is literally every offensive thing you could say about a trans person ever. Okay. We're just not yep. going to repeat it. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. Filing that under the 90s. Yep. And maybe my favorite one, though, Mr. Zombie, who is just Rob Zombie. Right. Okay. He drives a car called the Dragula because yep. of the song. Mm-hmm. And when he wins, he just wishes to play a Rob Zombie concert, which is exactly what happens. You you see real life footage of Rob Zombie performing. Right. Right. Yep. Okay. Yep. The, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the previous game I should note, um, Twist Metal 3 did have a soundtrack that was basically Rob Zombie songs. So okay. Just continuing yep. that. Got it. Yep. That makes so, sense. Probably the closest thing, though, that we have to a canonical ending is from the driver, Calypso. Hey, Calypso. He entered the tournament to get his powers back. Wow. Yeah. So why don't we go ahead and play that real quick and we see it, see how that worked out for him. Okay. Calypso, congratulations on winning the Twisted Metal competition. What wish? I, for, I forgot that Sweet Tooth doesn't animate in that Answer team. The, question. <laughs> the competition and the ring stay with Sweet Tooth. Wish for something else. You forget the rules of the competition. Anything I desire is the prize. I won, and I desire the ring. Hand it over. <laughs> what the? <laughs> it's mine. It's all mine. You can't handle Just this. Just bust the shit out of those clowns, man. Stop! Stop! You'll destroy us all. The souls are escaping. What? Oh yeah, the soul ring is literal. It's built the souls. Yeah. So uh. Okay. I I love that cutscene for a lot of reasons. And he just starts busting out kung fu against a bunch of clown mutants. He does. He really does. And like, I really implore people to look up the like ending cutscenes for Twist and Metal Four because they're all terrible. Um, in terms of just like animation and whatnot. Because the person speaking there, you you probably think that's Sweet Tooth, and you're completely incorrect. It's one of Sweet Tooth's minions, who's just like a small, diminutive clown man. Uh, right. Sweet Tooth is in the background just juggling for no reason. Yeah. Uh, also, when Sweet Tooth is like in the background, he's just he animates it like one frame every it's, yeah, four it's, seconds. It's very he's out of focus and low frame rate. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't see with, with how these things are compiled. That should not be an issue, but a Apparently it was for them. I guess so. Yeah. Um, also, like, just what is visual design in this <laughs> cutscene? You Everything mean? just looks offensive. <laughs> it really does, doesn't it? Not, not even ugly. Because if it all looked ugly, at least that would be a style. Mm-hmm. It offends the senses to look at. It really does. There is nothing that looks good about any of this. It is just like everyone just looks like really freakish, like whether it's like the drivers or the clowns or what have you. There's constantly characters that are just flying in and out of the scene, like on tricycles or swinging on ropes. Uh, There are sometimes absolutely random cuts. They don't actually... The animations are all recycled between the endings, too, by the way. Of course. Yeah, Which is course. why when the clown minion is like, stop, you're going to kill us all. He's still smiling and just swaying back and forth because that's what he right. does in every cuts in every ending. That's just his. Right. That's what he he does. That's his default thing. Um, 
But yeah, like it, it is absolutely terrible to look at. It is just it is just the worst. It is just the worst. And it they might be my favorite ending cutscenes on the PlayStation <laughs> because of that. Because they are there's not a single one that is good or even acceptable. Amazing. And they put it out, Alex. They said, nah, this is good enough. This is good enough for 1999. You know, I never really thought about it. Because, like, there's plenty of companies I'll look at and say, man, that company sure likes running things into the ground. Mm. I never really thought about Sony's propensity for that, especially on the PS1. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, they just franchised and ran everything into the ground and the fact that crash bandicoot and spyro basically refused to become bad until the original developers on those games left mm -hmm. is kind of incredible yeah yeah it kind of is and i mean heck that's kind of a trend they're going to continue on to the playstation 2 era like let me yeah. tell you about like the million socom games there are oh god yeah like it sony like Sony really only has learned from their mistakes like nowadays, and I think that's more because video games are so expensive that you can't quite do that anymore. Right, yeah. They are endeavors that are going to take time, and thus quality control has to happen. Right. Yeah, I guess like, oh, you know, God of War was a huge hit, and there was only one more of those on the PS2, but mm. then they were like, yeah, but what if we shove five onto, onto the PSP? Uh, there were so many. There were so many of those on the PSP. There's yes, so many of those portable spin-off God Ugh. of Wars. Ugh, Ugh. PSP has such bad PlayStation originals on there. Like it's that so Uncharted amazing. game that's on there. Yeah. Ugh. Like the thing is, like they're like not super bad or anything. It's just like mm -hmm. you just play them and go like, oh, yeah, this is like, yeah, this is definitely a different team that's doing that. This is not the mm -hmm. A team working on this. We get, we get nope. it. Yep, yep. And honestly, that's how Twisted Metal 3 and 4 was. They lost yep. access to single track. They gave it to 989 Studios, who once again, I mean, they made the first Siphon Filter, so they, they have they are capable <laughs> of making good video games, but yeah, get past that and it's... Okay, um, maybe this isn't the time to have this discussion. <laughs> is the first Siphon Filter a good video game? I mean, is it any more or was it at the time? Mm, Either. Okay, I will say that I did not like the first Scythe Filter, but a lot of people I knew liked Scythe Filter. Right. To the point you still have people clamoring for Scythe Filter to come back. Well, they're gonna get their wish, and we'll see how that goes. Yeah. I'm sure it's gonna go well. Ish. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. No doubt. No doubt. But yeah, uh, Sony is gonna learn from their mistakes after this. Mm. And... 989 Studios, first off, uh, they're not going to be much of a thing much longer into the 2000s, so they're not going to have an opportunity to develop more Twisted Metal games. And a single track, of course, is going to go under, and the developers from there are going to go and form their own studio. And the second they do that, Sony's going to be on the phone with them to make a new Twisted Metal game, a reboot that we're mm. going to talk about next time called Twisted Metal Black. AKA the twisted metal that everyone says is good. But that's going to be for next time. So we talk about that twisted metal head on uh, twisted metal 2013. And you know, another game that I'm just going to just keep that one in my back pocket. We'll, we'll, we'll reveal it when we get there because it's <laughs> such a stupid idea that I cannot believe they did it. Oh boy. But once again, that'll be for next time. Alex, do you have any final thoughts? 
Okay, so in the ranking of Twisted Metal, Halo, and whatever the Netflix Resident Evil was, mm-hmm. which of those do you think is going to be the worst video game TV show? I mean, I think it's going to be Twisted Metal. I, I think people have enjoyed the Halo series. I, hmm. I mean... A lot of there's a lot of Halo fans who are bad at it, but right. there are people who say, "Oh, this is actually legit, kind of an all right show." So right. they clear that low bar. I I have heard other people say, "No, even by its own merit, it's a terrible show." Mm. So, but I I haven't watched it. I couldn't bring myself to care. Yeah, no, me neither. Me neither. I yeah, I think the thing the thing is that it has mixed reviews, right? It sounds Fair. like. Yeah. Like Resident Evil had universally bad reviews, but it at least seemed funny as hell. Yes. It at least had Lance Reddick. Exactly. I don't think the Twisted Metal show is going I don't to have think it's, anything no, going for it. Anything. No. Yeah. Does it does it have one actor I would recognize? Um, Will Arnett, isn't it? Oh God. Yeah. I don't I I got nothing against Will Arnett. I think he's a perfectly decent actor mm-hmm. and can do perfectly good things. But if he is in something and it is not like objectively good, it is trash. Yeah, he's That's not because of him. He is just a marker of it. Yeah, he's not in things that are good. No. Yeah. Yeah, it's um it's it's either great or bad and Yeah. Yeah, I think Twisted Metal is going to be on the bad side, but hey, I guess we'll find out in four days. By the time yeah. the next podcast episode comes up, um, I will probably have something to report on it. Probably yeah. won't go over it, but I will unless unless it, unless it's something real special, in which case we may have to do an emergency episode. But we we might have to. I I think we will both watch that first episode and make a judgment call. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's fair. Does this need three minutes or its own episode? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we will we will find out very very quickly. I think, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll figure that out next time. But in the meantime, if you want to listen to more episodes like this, you should go to ftp.podbean.com or search for "Fallen Through Plot Holes" on your podcast service of choice. Leave us a review uh, and uh, and a follow. We really do appreciate that feedback. And take care, everybody. Take care.